Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome into a Fish Fry Friday right here on Critical Thinking. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni. We have our best takes of the week, the worst takes of the week, and of course we're going to crown a brand new Richard of the Week, so let's just get right on in to Critical Thinking. How do you do, Mr. Pat Oni? Uh, how do you do, Andrew Coppins? I do fine. Uh, this week, I tell you. So, right. Just with all the driving that we had to do on our road trip down to uh, Charleston, Savannah. Well, it was it was road trip to Lexington, overnight, then Charleston, then Florida, then Savannah, Lexington again. So all that driving, right, that we had to do, it was not it was hard not to keep up with the news. And, and Pat, this week was insane. We had a real tough time. Real, real, real tough time narrowing down the Richard of the Week nominees to just four. I I, I will say that. And I, I also had it. such a difficult time narrowing down my worst takes of the week because my God, were there plenty of them. Including John Feinstein, um, I don't know if you saw that on um, on your Twitter taking on Clay Travis and his minions. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, just idiotic! And, but I will say this: at least they got him to admit that his real goal is repeal of the Second Amendment and then replacing the First Amendment with uh, whatever he would like you to speak about, and then not be able to speak about the things he doesn't like you to speak about. So fascists, yeah, fascists. Yeah, I I would also point out uh, to our audience as well that you have no idea how to take a vacation. Oh, I absolutely do. It's just that you, you again, s- Pat. We had plenty of time. We had plenty of time while going from place to place to to peruse the news. If that's your go-to thing when you have when you have that kind of downtime on vacation, then you're doing it wrong, in my humble opinion. 
when you're literally just there's nothing around to look at other than trees. Yeah, enjoy nature, man. We enjoyed nature <laughs> plenty. <laughs> now, with that all out of the way, Pat, you want to go with our worst takes of the week or our best takes of the week? I, I, well, I'm thinking worst takes. Let's get the worst crap out of the way, shall we? So let's start with yours, because here's the deal. Yours is one in the same, right? Your mm-hmm. worst and best take came in the same clip. Yep. So with that being said, Pat, um, do you want to set it up? Yeah. So uh, for those that have been paying attention to Matt Walsh this week, he was in, I believe this is in New Mexico. New Mexico State University, correct. Yep. And he... Las Cruces, New Mexico. He, he was there. He, he gave a, a speech, a talk, if you will. Um, and then in all about uh, transgender stuff. And of course, you know, there were transgender people there and he took some questions from said transgender people. And well, you have this. Oh, I had one. I had one last question. I just have one. I have one quick. Can, we, can, we, can you come back for one second? Because this is an important question. You said you're an EMT. Okay, if you're responding, you're responding to a health emergency. Biological male, somebody with a penis, is uh, is having a medical emergency, and they say to you, um, "I think I'm having a miscarriage." Would you would you check them to see if they're having a miscarriage? Would you consider that a possibility for them? Look. <laughs> No, but that's because some people don't have body parts. Doesn't mean they're not a woman. Okay. Sounds like we've established there are some people who, in principle, can get pregnant, and there are some people who can't. So there's two categories, otherwise known as binary. Lots of women can't get pregnant either. Yeah, but they're still of the nature to get pregnant. The only but reason, they can't get pregnant. Yes, but truth they, matters, right? It it does. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. Truth matters, and they can't okay. get pregnant. I, That's the truth. So how are they still women? Because they are. For for this for the same reason for the for the same reason that I that I can rightly say that human beings have two legs, and if a person is born with only one leg. That doesn't call into question the statement that human beings have two legs, okay? A person being born with one leg doesn't mean that now legs are on a spectrum and we can't say, we can't say anything at all about how many legs a person has. Who knows, they could, have, they could be a centipede. You know, they could, have a, they could have a hundred legs. No, we know human beings have two legs. If a human is born without two legs, something went wrong. They were supposed to have that second leg. Something went wrong. If you, if you, if you meet a person on the street who only has one leg, Maybe, maybe they had an accident. Maybe they were in war. Maybe, maybe, some, you know, maybe they were in a car accident. Maybe they had cancer. A leg was cut off. But you know that something went wrong because of the, by their nature, they're supposed to have two legs. Same thing for a woman. A woman, by her nature, can get pregnant. A man, by his nature, never can. So if you meet a woman of childbearing age, say she's 28 years old, and she can't get pregnant, you know automatically that something has gone wrong. And she can go to the doctor and find out what that thing is, even if they can't fix it. So... That proves that women by their nature can get pregnant because the simple fact that she can't shows you that there is something wrong. This is what is known as the exception that proves the rule. Whereas if a male with a penis can't get pregnant, 
No doctor on earth is going to run tests to see what's wrong with him. Because they already know it's that he's a male, and there's only male and female, those who can get pregnant and those who can't. So. Bra freaking O to uh, Matt Walsh on that one. Yes, yes. So th- this, is, this is both my best and worst take of the week. My worst take of the week being this, this transgender dude uh, up there, and he's talking about, well, not all women can get pregnant. And if they can't get pregnant, they're somehow less of or not a woman. Now, color me biased. Okay. <laughs> Some would say you are color, ginger, color. therefore you are biased. <laughs> right. So, 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 um, because those of that have listened to me and listened to this show or listened to my own show know that my wife and I have wanted to have children but haven't been able to. Um, and and lar- largely due to my wife not being able, there, there's there are issues there that prevent her from being able to get pregnant on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but that does not make her less of a woman. That does not make her not a woman. So I took you know personal offense to this because this is this is very near and dear and very close to me, and right. that's why yeah. this is my worst take of the week is because you you are essentially saying that women who who struggle to get pregnant or can't get pregnant because of some complication are somehow less of a woman than a dude playing dress up to be a woman it it befuddles me on that same level because i look at somebody who might have had let's say um tumors or they might have had cysts right? right in their ovaries or whatever right so you need to do a what either half or total hysterectomy right is that a suggestion that that person is not a female is not a woman you're insane if you think that that's just cruel that's just insane and and i love matt walsh's response to that it is the nature right nature the natural form of human female right? The natural. We know this because there are exceptions, and those exceptions prove the rule. This was a flat-out, obviously well-thought-out response to these questions. But on the other side, right, on the trans side, the, the attempt to suggest, as you point out, that somebody who can't do something, therefore, disqualifies them as a member of a sex, right? A a because again, sex is biology, gender is language. And gender is not a spectrum. Neither is sex. Are there people who are intersex? Are there people who have different other things? And we can talk about those things, but they are the exception to the rules that exist. Okay. Right. And I think Matt Walsh's response was absolutely brilliant here. Absolutely brilliant because because you absolutely fundamentally dismantle the argument. And it's not just that you are dismantling the argument. For me, what it does is it highlights the absurdity of the argument from the other side. What 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 possible response do you have to that? And and I love how you use the the ambulance or. Right, that person says they're pregnant. No, you're not. Well, why? 
because science, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's why this was my best take of the week as well. It, it, my best take was Matt Walsh's response to all of this. He brings up, you know, the whole EMT thing in an ambulance, in an emergency. They're having a miscarriage, but yet they ha- they're they a guy. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, no, you're not having a miscarriage. You wouldn't treat them the same way for someone that's actually a woman having a miscarriage. You would not do that. And the guys just sit there and he's just completely dumbfounded. He's like crap I, and then struggles struggles to come up with a a, re, a a relevant comeback that's going to somehow further his insane argument and they actually do by the way you, you brought up intersex they do talk about this earlier in that clip as crap, well crap. and and how that is the exception to the rule versus what is you know right because um, if, those are if, things if, if intersex wrong. was a thing that 10 15 20 percent of people are right right that would not be the exception to the rule. That would mean that right. it's a it's a tri- triple reality, mm-hmm. and that's not right. the case at all. And that no, has not, not been the case in all of human history. And we can get into this from the perspective of as well as how stupid the argument is about well, there's intersex that exist. Okay, mm-hmm. but you as a quote unquote trans individual, right, or the LGBTQ identification, because remember you use that term, you. On in that ideological spectrum, use the term identify. You identify as. Remember the old argument, Pat, was this is this is something that I'm born with. I am born right. this way. Now today the argument has moved from that, right? If we're going to we were told either accept that you're born this way or you're a bigot, to today I identify this way today, so if you don't accept it, you are a bigot, but you also then must identify the other. If I identify the other way, you must accept that, and oh, by the way, you're a bigot if you don't accept that. Re- no, right? This is this is the point. The absurdity of the language being used on the other side of this argument, and I love how Matt Walsh dealt with it because he used the absurd, the absurd argument, the absurd scenario helped him actually prove this point. All right. So any other thoughts that you had from your best and worst take? No, I mean, that, it was it was pretty straightforward, man. That, that, was, that was both awesome and disgusting to watch at the same time. It, the, other, the other observation that I had was, d- did you notice the eye roll from the, uh, the, the man yes, p- dressing as a woman? Yes, and, and when they realized, oh, crap, I can't get away from answering this, that doesn't make me sound stupid. That moment of that light bulb moment was fantastic to watch. No, Which, by the way, is... if you're not watching and you're listening to the podcast, you're missing out on our beautiful, beautiful faces every single Monday through Friday. Rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Make sure you subscribe so you can get notified when the show comes to you. And um, also, you can hit us up on Twitter for sure. I'm at The Coppin Show. He's at The Pat Oni Show. And I would suggest this. Um, what time of day do you like to listen or watch this show? And we would love to know your thoughts on where you consume this show. So hit us up. Let us know. Um you know, don't be afraid to interact with us. I promise we will critically think through our answers. Sometimes. <laughs> that being said, um, 
we're we're going to go with my worst story of the week, and and I couldn't pick between two of them because they both highlight something different but brutally important. So my first instinct was when I saw this what on Monday, Pat. I think I sent this to you. It was earlier. It was earlier in the week. I know that. Yeah, it was earlier in the week. Um, what? Just please answer me this, Pat. What in the hell? Is the president of the United States talking about here? And these investments mean, by the way, you moms and dads who didn't have that internet available to you. Next time your kid has to do homework online, you don't have to pull up in front of a McDonald's and work off their power. I'm not joking. He's talking about Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza Gate. Um, just what the hell he be talking about pizza hut bumper cars and shot put quite literally pat i don't know anybody who has the scenario now maybe you might be in rural areas in which getting the internet is a little more difficult right Right. But but Starlink, bro, just, just going to throw that out there. And even more than that, Pat, I, I, I want to throw this other concept out at you, that, that this person might be senile, dementia-riddled. And then notice how nobody laughed. Notice how nobody, literally crickets at the very end of that clip. There's a, supposed to be some sort of laugh line or applause line that's uh, slithered in there when he says, no, it's not a joke. What is my number one rule of Joe Biden? Well, actually, it's the number two rule. Number one rule is anything he says or does foreign policy-wise, do the exact opposite and you'll be right. Right. And then the second rule is when Joe Biden says, I'm not kidding, it's not a joke, One, some variation of that, you know he's lying. You yep. know he is BSing you. You know he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He uses that as a as a crutch, as a vocal crutch, right, to get himself out of a situation in which he's lost his train of thought or lost the plot completely. Mm-hmm. But that's my worst take because the, for 99.9% of Americans, there's no such, no such thing as an issue with access to that. No such issue. Whether that is happening at school, whether you go to a library, whether you whatever have you, right? Well, you have to go to a library to do work. Yeah, you know what? When I was in AP U.S. History in 1998, Pat, you know what I had to do? Go to the library? I had to go to the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay Library to look up academic things. And then check this out. I had to like go to this really big machine and it had like a laser and then and then it would spit out a piece of paper with like um a, a photocopy of an academic book that that would allow me to wait for it pat remember what i was reading so that when i was putting together an academic research paper i had the proof I remember having to do all that stuff too. I, I'm, I'm just to... saying this from the perspective of 
sometimes you might right. have to do something that might be a little quote unquote inconvenient. Yeah, get out of your comfort zone. And, and I mean, more importantly, Pat, it's not even about your comfort zone. Mm. It, it it is this simple. We have become a culture of convenience, right? Right. Yep, we have. But but sometimes that convenience is actually wholly inconvenient. Because hear, hear me out on this, Pat. I could go place an order for delivery in an, in an app, right? Or, or I could ask them to pick it up, and it might take me less time to drive in my car, drive my happy ass to the store, and pick up the food myself. It might actually be faster and cheaper sometimes to do it that way. Hmm. Strange. But we've become, well, there's an app for that, so let me just pay the extra convenience fee, right? Convenience fee. Convenience fee for this. Convenience fee for that. No, no, no. It's not a convenience fee. It is somebody's doing the work to put that in your hand fee. That that That's the reality of that. And we have to get used to some sort of inconvenience in our lives. It, 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 that's the reality of the situation. So sorry that, you know, things might be a little difficult or you might have to go to the library to do your homework and, and be online at the library instead of at home. Okay. Because, because here's the reality, right? There are parents who cannot afford internet and cable. That, that is a reality, and I understand that. But there are ways around that that exist in this society. It might just not be super convenient, that, meaning like you can't just, you know, get on the latest MacBook Pro, open it up at home, and boom, you're on the Internet. But I'm pretty sure your phone is on, right? Can you use that? It might be a little inconvenient. That's what I'm talking about, right? But we're going to move from the insanity of this take to my second worst take, which showcases the absolute disdain, the absolute and utter contempt, the absolute in-the-tank liars that the media are. And I'm going to present to you this, Pat, this headline from the Miami Herald, 13-year-old son of Rebecca Jones, whistleblower who clashed with DeSantis, arrested over memes. Um, okay, if that's the case, what the hell? And and also, Pat, what does her what does the mother have to do with any of this? Would be my f second question. I I don't I don't know. Also, isn't that headline wrong? Yes, that headline is very very wrong. Um, but <clears throat> this is what happens when. And this happened to our side a few months ago, when. We were talking about that father who was arrested in front of his sons and daughters, 
right, in Pennsylvania, I believe it was, right? Uh, they were raided by 50 FBI agents and drawing guns on everybody and da 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 SWAT team. They were swatted when they could have just come outside and taken care of it, whatever, right, for the case with the uh, the abortion clinic, right, issue. Remember that? Yeah, vaguely, yeah, that yeah. turned out that that wasn't really true when they got the dash cam footage. It, it was a couple oh. of agents out there. And yes, they drew guns, but that's because they wanted to know who was inside. They had no clue, and that's procedure, right? And then they right. had their guns away, and, and it, it looked pretty damn normal, actually. Okay? Mm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, but what if I told you this is what the mother says, Pat, took place. My family is not safe. My son has been taken on the governor's orders or the gov's orders, and I've had to send my husband and daughter out of state for their safety. This is the reality of living in DeSantis's Florida. There is no freedom here, only retaliatory rule by a fascist who wishes to be king. Uh, so and, if you're curious uh, as to how the Miami Herald gets its headline, mm-hmm. There's where they get their headline, right? Oh, the the mother. This is retaliation for the mom. And then there's a thread there where she talks about how the son posted a meme, except for then she alleges that it wasn't even the son who posted the meme. It was a different username than the one that the son was using, except for the charging document says that there were both usernames coming from the same IP address. Therefore, they were used by the same person or people in the same house. Oh, whoops. Now, the idea here is that this individual just posted a meme, and it was about a school shooting, right? Um, What if I told you this was the reality here, Pat? Because it is. Investigators interviewed multiple students who spoke with the teenager, as well as those who saw messages he posted on social media. In the messages to his friends, the teenager made the following statements, among others. Quote, I want to shoot up the school. If I get a gun, I'm going to shoot up HMMS, LOL. That's the middle school, by the way. I'm getting a Wrath and Natural Selection shirt, so maybe I don't think many people know what the Columbine shooters look like. Okay, so it's been like three, four weeks since I got on my new antidepressants and and they aren't working, but they're supposed to by now. So I have no hope in getting better, so why not kill the losers at school? Does your plug have access to guns? I always keep a knife on me, so maybe I'll just stab people. IDK, I don't know. Also, Pat, as this mother would like this story to be framed, okay? as she would like it to be framed. We're supposed to believe this was just innocent memeing and the government, and more importantly, on the orders of the governor, um, her son was taken away. How is that innocent? Uh, Explain to me how that's an innocent meme. He was... Furthermore, Pat, there's a video, I just didn't have time to pull it, of literally the mother walking the son in and turning him into the police. If your son was only posting a meme, why would you turn him in? You turned him in voluntarily to the police. So what was she the point basically of her walked out him she into the police then? station? So why did she why did she get on Twitter and lie about it? 
because she has been lying about Ron DeSantis and, and attempting to be a whistleblower uh, on their COVID lies. What lies? Ron DeSantis has been one of the most transparent administrations when it comes to COVID in the entire country. And furthermore, how can he be a kingmaker when he is the governor of a state? They're, they're, right. The, 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 the hierarchy issue that exists there. But the worst take here is the fact that the Miami Herald literally just took the mother's tweet and ran with it as a headline without investigating anything. If you read the story, they just hook, line, and sinker talk through every point that she made in her Twitter thread. Without any of the reality, without checking on any of the actual facts, the charging document, any of those sorts of things. Yeah, the, all of those things, by the way, that were that I just read to you, those things are all terroristic threats, punishable individually under law. And you bet your bottom dollar those should be taken seriously. Especially since somebody has a little bit, allegedly, of a depression issue. Correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's take that seriously. Let's try to get that person the help that they need while also making sure that they pay a price for attempting to make terroristic threats. She claims that the meme that posted, by the way, was a uh, cop sleeping on the job at a school so that he can commit a school murder. <laughs> what? How is that funny? Like, even if I was 13 years old, right? I, I harken back to some 30 years ago at this point, almost, and go, yeah, I wouldn't have thought that funny at 13 either. Yeah. I mean, we did stupid stuff, but not like that. I mean, we had two people who called in in my class, called in a, a bomb threat to our middle school. And they were completely ostracized and then expelled and then ostracized from the community for a very long time. Now, did they turn their lives around and do something different with life? Yeah, absolutely they did. But they also faced consequences for calling in a bomb threat in what would have been 1994, five, 94, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Pre-Columbine, by the way. So, uh, yeah, take it seriously. We also had a case out in Colorado where a, a uh, individual was caught planning and plotting a a mass murder. Congratulations for those who are paying attention to the things their children are doing, because that's what we need. We need a society of vigilant, not vigilante, but vigilant parents, parents who are paying attention to their children and what's going on in their lives and what they're doing, what they're saying, uh, what they're talking about with their friends online or on their phones. My personal suggestion, no, 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 uh, no, no, no. You're no, not until you can afford to pay for your own phone. Do you get one? Because you might be a much more well-adjusted individual for it, but everybody's on a text chat. Okay. Again, the old adage, if everybody's jumping off the cliff, are you right? Jumping off the bridge. Are you doing it? Yeah. Well, and you're also not everybody either. Exactly. Yeah. Now, 
I mean, for me, Pat, this is the, you see why both of these are kind of hard oh, to not. disseminate between as worst takes. Miami Herald, that's your take? That's your take? I mean, they're attempting to get Ron DeSantis, right? That's what they're right. attempting to do here, ignoring the reality because of politics? Are you crapping me? <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show you that uh, journalism in this country is mostly dead. And has been for a very long time. Right. Okay. With that being said, Pat, I think it is time for us to play a little bit of the beer, not the bee. All right. Lay that headline on me, Pat. All righty. Today's headline. Budweiser replaces Clydesdales with cows dressed as horses. Budweiser replaces Clydesdales with cows dressed as horses. Is this the bee or not the bee? That is the question. And while you're thinking about that, Andrew Coppins, coffeebrandcoffee.com, folks. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Working with businesses that don't necessarily agree with you, but also won't insult you, and just frankly don't give a crap about your politics. They don't give a crap about who you vote for at the ballot box. They don't give a crap of where you stand on all these social and moral issues. They don't care. They just care about making you a good product. They care about making a good product for people to consume. They want your business. They want your money. That's basically mm-hmm. coffee brand coffee to a T. And they make a great product, by the way. I've had their hot chocolate. It's delicious, folks. Andrew's had their coffee. Yeah, uh, still I, I'm telling you right now, flavor, um, the their their bourbon flavored coffee is like crack. It is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Not that I've tried crack, but I, I, I'm just I'm just telling you, it is absolutely fantastic. Anywho, uh, and, and by the way, uh, just just to be clear to all of you weirdos out there, it doesn't actually have bourbon in it. Okay, just just throwing that out there. No, but bourbon is used to infuse flavor, so you get the flavor of bourbon. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, but it doesn't include like a side of uh, Maker's Mark or Woodford Reserve uh, mm. double oaked. No, no. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Look, and then my personal recommendation is find a flavor. If you go to coffeebrandcoffee.com today, find a flavor that you know you're going to like, okay, and then try that. And also try a flavor that you wanted to try that you think is interesting. I, I That's what I would do if I were you. So go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Use the promo code critical thinking at checkout and you'll get 5% off your purchase. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code critical thinking at checkout and you'll get 5% off your purchase today. And also, Pat, real quick, yeah. orders over $75 right now, get a free premium grinder. You get a grinder for your coffee so you can get the whole bean coffee and grind it yourself. Mm-hmm. Free grinder. Every order over $75. And you can still use the promo code critical thinking for 5% off at checkout. That's actually really cool. Just saying. Alrighty. Budweiser replaces Clydesdales with cows dressed as horses. (laughs) Is this the B or not the B? Your answer, Andrew Coppins. I mean, I know that this is only the second day back in the rotation, right? Yeah. So you're lobbing me a softball, but this is obviously the Babylon B. But I mean, I I chose this because A, it's Friday and B, this is just damn funny. Yeah, that's such a great headline. A great headline. 
in a natural continuation of its push for diversity and celebration of transgender lifestyles, Anheuser-Busch has announced the company will be replacing the iconic Budweiser Clydesdales with cows that identify as and dressed like horses. We feel it's the natural step, said Anheuser-Busch CEO Brandon Whitworth. If we're going to bend reality and ignore the basic understanding of science and biology with our Bud Light brand, then it only makes sense that we make that philosophy consistent across all all other brands, including the classic Budweiser advertising campaigns. The beverage giant uh, score uh, the Bud. Excuse me. The beverage giant scoured the, the. nation in search of dairy cows that live their lives as horses i'm very excited to receive a phone call from budweiser marketing folks said uh, dairy farmer ed herman i just can't get this group of cows to produce any milk because they insist pretending to be horses i was ready to put down put them i was ready to put the uh ready to put down the whole lot of them but how now they can actually make me some some money with this ad campaign. Budweiser marketing executives have mapped out an extension extensive campaign and will uh, will cumulative and emotionally stirring commercial during the next year's Super Bowl broadcast. We really want to make everyone's heartstrings," said comp- the company marketing spokesperson Katie McDowell. Katie McDonald, excuse me. We're absolutely certain that everyone in the country will be excited to follow the journey these proud horses embark on to discover their their inner species. At publishing time, Anheuser-Busch reportedly also had discussions to replace the famous Budweiser frogs, uh, a group of gay frogs that were spoken about by conservative media personality Alex Jones. Yes, Andrew Coppins, you have your hand up. Is it hashtag 365 days of being a pony? Well, I mean. I'm asking because it's 365 days of being a girl, right? No, no, no. It's it, it, No, it's 365 days of playing dress up. That's right. Exactly. But if you're if you're in Heiser Bush, the, the campaign here is 365 days as a pony. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And, yeah. In the daily TikTok yeah, of a of a cow dressed as a horse, mm-hmm. there's a future in this. I, I really think so. Can we I've, AI I've... a cow dressed as a horse and, and just do this as TikTok and become rich and famous? By the way, uh, in the most you... mocking manner humanly possible. So I have a question. Do you do you saddle up a cow now and ride it out into the middle of the pasture to uh and what do you what do you herd while you're out there? Um, <laughs> right. I mean, and then furthermore, w- what happens to our glue factories? Yeah, yeah. Um I mean, we already it, have plenty of other shortages. We don't need a glue shortage. Is it is it is it just like milk mixed with tape or something at the end of the day? I mean, what how does that work? <laughs> Everything's paper mache now. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord Almighty! Oh, somebody please help us with this uh, brilliant TikTok 
campaign idea. If you're into artificial intelligence and and all that wonderful goodness, and you're in the audience, please DM us. I'm at the Coppin Show. He's at the Pat Oni Show. Find us at criticalthinkingshow.com. Uh, we would love to work with you on on this brilliant idea of mockery that would make us millions of dollars. I, just, I can't stop laughing. I just can't. All right. So with that being said, Pat, I think it's also time for us to do one other uh, very important thing here. And that's Colonel Brand New Richard of the Week. Good times when that music is being played. Good times when I see that crown. Just Anywho, the four nominees this week for Richard of the Week, Pat, are... We're going to start with Rebecca Jones. Oh, the person just... we just mentioned. Yeah, the person we just talked about a few minutes who ago. With the whole is a liar, liar, thing. pants on fire. Right, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We also have New York District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Well, no, no, no. Manhattan oh, District Attorney. Manhattan District. I'm sorry. Okay. It. Fair enough. Words Manhattan matter. District Words Attorney matter. Alvin Bragg. Okay. For what? Well, um, crap. I actually lost it. What What did he do, Andrew Coppins? I, I mean, it isn't just the indictment on Donald Trump, right? For me, right. it's it's the More gaslighting that. that he attempted to to do um, in the media afterwards. Well, well, didn't he also come out this week and say something along the lines of, you know, or or they play clips of him in the past saying you know, where he took felons and upgraded them to misdemeanors or downgraded them to misdemeanors? Yeah, he, he's downgraded fifty two percent of the felonies down to misdemeanors. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So so those two lovely individuals. Yep, yep. Who, and who then, else has had a very Richard-like week? Well, we have uh, Michael Steele. Uh, the Steele dossier? Oh, you mean the former Republican National Committee chair? That that dude? Yeah. Um, former senator or representative from the uh, great state of Maryland? Yeah. He, uh, he put out this tweet. Just a bit of perspective on the GOP. They refused <clears throat> to unseat George Santos for his fraud on his constituents, but feel compelled to, to remove Tennessee Democratic rep. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's Justin Jones. Okay, I had his hail here. Um, because he stood with his constituents in protesting mass shootings. Yes, Andrew Coppins, you, uh, you have a thought there? Uh, George Santos, as much as I think he is an absolute creep, terrible, horrible human being, yeah. Still has the presumption of innocent before guilty, right? Y- yeah. Okay. Um, these three individuals committed literally insurrection. If you want, if if you wanted to compare that, right? Mm-hmm. January sixth to this, which one is an actual insurrection attempt? And, and also. Um. Apples and oranges. We're talking about procedure versus poly, uh, versus um, law, right? These are two very different venues, two very different things. And aren't you also the same person, Michael Steele, who told us that uh, January sixth was an insurrection, that that everybody deserves to have the book thrown at them, and 
you know, basically F you. Yeah, he did. He really So did. why does it not now apply? Oh, because you Orange Man bad. Except for, wait a second. Donald Trump had nothing to do with this. So what the hell are you doing? All right. On that note, we, we guess we got one more. We do have one more. And this is um <clears throat> Tennessee State Representative Justin Pearson. And uh, for those that uh, are wondering what he did, he uh, he sort of spent some time in his, uh, well, monologue speech, if you will, comparing himself to Black Jesus. No, no, he called himself Black Jesus. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, he, he did. You're right. Correct. So, he, he um, <clears throat> blaspheming wins you Richard of the Week. Yeah. And just so you are aware, here's the entirety of the two-minute blaspheme from this individual. And we send these people to the halls of our state capitals. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Friday, the government decided that my Savior Jesus, a man that was innocent of all crimes except fighting for the poor, fighting for the marginalized, fighting for the LGBTQ community, fighting for those who are single mothers, fighting for those who are ostracized, fighting for those pushed to the periphery. My, my savior, my black Jesus, he was lynched by the government on Friday. And they thought that all hope had been lost. All the, 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 the outside, it rained and it thundered and, and everybody said everything was over and it was some black women who stood at the cross. It was some black women who watched what the government did to that boy named Jesus. They were witnesses as you have been witnesses to what is happening in the anti-democratic state of Tennessee. They were witnesses to what was going on and I got to tell you, it got quiet on Saturday. Yes, I tell you, it was a sad day on Saturday. All hope seemed to be lost. Representatives were thrown out of the state house. Democracy seemed to be at its end. Seemed like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But oh, that was good news for us. I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last. But oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. Resurrection is a promise, and it is a prophecy. It's a prophecy that came out of the cotton fields. It's a prophecy that came out of the lynching tree. It's a prophecy that still lives in each and every one of us in order to make the state of Tennessee the place that it ought to be in. So I've still got hope because I know we are still here, and we will never quit. How many ways can somebody blaspheme? I, I, I counted at least four. Yeah. I mean, um, we don't even need to get into the racial side of things because that's insane. Yeah. Um, but but the, the are are you suggesting seriously that that the the the, uh, the, the, the People who stood at the cross as Jesus was being crucified, not lynched, crucified. Those are two very different things, my friend. 
that, uh, that, they, that they were black. I don't even care it, what their race. That's just not possible. Like like a hundred percent impossible. But if you believe that, folks, you are of the Malcolm X variety. You are of the Church of Blaspheme. You are the black Hebrew Israelite crew. And you're insane. So for the good of the state of Tennessee, you're gone. And it's not even this talk. It is the fact that you decided to come onto the floor of the House of Representatives in the state of Tennessee, not to make a speech, not to, you know, protest um, within the rules, Robert's Rules of Order of the state of Tennessee, right? Not within the process and procedures, but to incite a mob, yes, a violent mob, by the way, to become more violent. If I'm going to use the language as they tried to cloak themselves in some sort of biblical justification for this, your place in hell is rightly reserved, my friend. And I don't care if you would be black, white, deciding to put yourself and as some sort of Jesus-like martyr is pure blasphemy. The suggestion, also, Pat, here. Oh, my word. I I would also point out that uh, this is a very fitting Richard of the Week, given what this weekend is. Mm-hmm. And what this, by the way, and also what this week that, that you being expelled for your own actions... Right, that somehow this was a prophecy. Right, this is a prophecy, a fulfillment of scripture. That's what you've suggested. That somehow your expulsion for your own actions, your own man-driven actions. This is not something that was given to you divinely by God or through your uh, prayer circle, through speaking to Jesus and speaking to God Himself. Right. That ain't what happened here. You decided that, well, I don't like something that these people are doing, so I'm going to start a riot. And you got your just desserts. While, guess what, folks? Judgment ultimately will come at the hands of actual God. Not you, by the way, uh, Justin Pearson. Come at the hand of actual God. While here on earth... Your actions have consequences, just as they did throughout the Bible. This this is uh, what we would call the philosophies of man mingled with Scripture. This is the church of me mm-hmm. at its ultimate. Wow. With that being said, Pat, I think we have some good stuff to get to, and, um, well— we already did yours. So I yes, want your ready. reaction to mine. Because my okay. best of the week comes from um, one of my personal favorites on Twitter, and that's Shannon Joy. Greg Price noted on April 4th, Wisconsin has, now has a Supreme Court 
that is going to strike down voter ID and bring back ballot harvesting before 2024. It was the most important election of the year, and conservatives allowed themselves to get heavily outspent and didn't even notice until it was too late. Shannon Joy's response to that was absolutely brilliant, saying people will realize soon that democracy is dead. Somehow, we'll have to win liberty without elections, laws, and the courts. It can be done after submission to God and through organization and localism, but people won't accept that until they're completely desperate, which is sad, but par for the course of history, I suppose. And I chose this, Pat, to be my best story or best take of the week because she's a hundred percent right. And I ask you this question, Pat, as we talked about reviving liberty, the ideas, the concept, the 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 presence of that movement, as we talked about it here on the show. What were the four things that we talked about first? The very first thing is what? Get right with God. Right. The very second thing was what? Establish principles and values. The very third thing from that was then what? Uh... If I remember the order correctly, was this form co- or form fellowships, not coalitions? No, no, that the was third. Later. The third was get used to being different. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. The fourth was fellowships, not coalitions. And when we talk about the principles and then the fellowship, right? When we talk about mm-hmm. those two ideas on the hierarchy of reviving liberty, why do we go from two to four and put? get used to being different at number three because when you realize what your values and principles are and the things that you are unwilling to waver from you have to then realize that you are the counterculture that you are different than society as it exists today and therefore because of that you need fellowship you need to be locally localized in your fellowship. You need that community. You need those people who have those values and principles and are unwavering in those values and principles. Because we talk about it, and we've talked about this in the past, right, where fellowship is different from coalition because coalition's an issue thing. I can have a coalition about being pro-life with somebody who totally disagrees with every other thing. But I cannot form a fellowship with somebody who doesn't hold my principles and values in the same esteem. And that's not to say that I have to have every single principle and value in line with every single person in a fellowship. That's not because we can look backwards, right? We can look at the disagreements that our founding fathers had, but they always held a fellowship together. Why? Because the basic principles of life, liberty, and eventually it became pursuit, pursuit of happiness over property, but you know the, the very basic principles that there are nature's God and nature's law, and we, part of nature's law, ought to be free. They held that liberty as that guiding principle and they disagreed with how to obtain some of those things, and they had those disagreements, and then produced what? The Declaration of Independence, then the Articles of Confederation, and once they figured out that maybe these weren't going to work, they did what? Created a Declaration of Independence, created the Constitution, and then eventually the Bill of Rights attached to the Constitution. Why? Because of the fellowship that they knew what 
What truth? That man would violate the very principles God has set for us. And so government would violate that. So we're going to give these 10 things in the Bill of Rights so that government may not violate any of that. And that was because of fellowship. We have, we have proof that this works. And Shannon Joy talks about it. You have to be local. You have to be vigilant. You have to have fellowship, right? You have to have principles in order for liberty. Liberty is not a political thing necessarily. It is a philosophy. It is an idea. It is a principle. Principles trump politics because politics are downstream of your principles. I would also say uh, liberty is also essential to ultimately life. Correct. You are absolutely correct on that. And it is the story within the story of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What? Jesus Christ paid a mortal. He is immortal, right? We know that. But here on earth, he paid that mortal price. Because of what? Politics. But it was his, it was liberty, it was liberation, right? That he was seeking for the people, the government of Rome, the government of the Pharisees and the Sadducees of the time, the government of the uh, Jewish and Levitical law. Right? He was seeking liberty as part of that. Liberty from those heretics, from those hypocrites, from those pagans. Does that sound familiar to anybody within earshot or, or watching us? Does that sound familiar to you at all? And that's what Shannon Joy is talking about here. Again, Pat, when when I talk about this, I, I, I just people will realize soon that democracy is dead. Somehow we'll have to win liberty without elections, laws, and the courts. And here's the rub on that, Pat. Liberty has always been above elections, laws, and courts. Always has been. Always will be. And if we're unwilling to stand up for that, I, I don't do know what. Do we stand for anything at all if we don't? And that's why we talk about those four things, the first four in, in in reviving liberty, in that specific of an order. But your thoughts on what she had to say there? I, I also think she's absolutely right. I mean, we've been saying this for a long time. And this is coming from a guy that, you know, I'm I'm not full-on libertarian. I have lots of libertarian leanings, but I'm not. I'm not the libertarian that Andrew is, guys. Um, I look at, you know, just, just take the last three years as as probably the highlight example of what happened with COVID and what, what's going on around our country currently. I mean, our, our, our liberty is under fire, has been for some time. And it, what's what's even more sad about this is that we, the people, have allowed this to happen because well, the federal government has the power or the state government has the power. And because of this election or that election, 
we we've allowed these things to matter too much. Mm-hmm. We've allowed these things to essentially rule our lives. I mean, you you get on social media now, and it's it's less talk about liberty more than it is about the next election. Well, if we could just get to this election and get the right people in there, then we can get our country back on track. No, it's never worked that way, ever. I mean, everyone's the whole MAGA Forever movement. It's like, well, if we get just Donald Trump back in there, we can get this country back on track. No, no, not the, we're talking about the guy that surrendered this country to, to Fauci and Burks and, mm-hmm. and essentially lost his presidency because of his his ineptitude in, to handle COVID and, and how he handled COVID looking back at it. I don't want that again, but that's not the point. The point is Donald Trump is not going to fix this country. Ron DeSantis is not going to fix this country. Joe Biden, Kamala, I mean, pick pick your poison. They aren't going to fix the country. They aren't going to fix your lives. They aren't going to do that. You have that responsibility. Your communities have that responsibility. That's where it matters the most is where you live. What's happening in your community? What are you going to do? It goes from the bottom up, folks. It starts with you. Always you. And that's why reviving liberty is about doing the hard work. You get right with God. You find those principles, those values, those things that you that you hold dear. And then you understand the position you exist in right now. And then you find those who are like-minded and form fellowship. You support them. They support you. You begin to build that fellowship and that momentum going forward. You think that the spirit of the age just decided to one day just this trans movement all of a sudden got here? No. This has no. been building for 40, 50, 60 years. They they lay some they weigh, lay one layer and another and another and another and they work 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 until they've broken it down until their principles their spirit of the age principles have won because we were at sleep sleep at the wheel of our principles they're perverting liberty and we're going to talk about this i think next week pat and this is this whole concept of you can't be libertarian and fight a culture war i'm just going to say this right now and then we can pick it up maybe next thursday in a deep dive and what i mean by this pat is that liberty is culture You can't be a libertarian without liberty, right? Right. Therefore, liberty is your culture, is your principle. You're suggesting that if somebody is violating that, no, I can't. I can't fight that. Nope. I just to each their own. Laissez-faire. No, 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 no. And we're going to talk about this next week. This idea that that fighting the culture war. There is no culture war to be fought if you're libertarian, is absolute hooey. We're going to talk about that next week, probably next Thursday. And I'm going to hopefully have a guest or two in the mix for this. And I think it will be an interesting conversation to be had as we dive deep into that concept. But I want you to think and mull that over for about the next week because it's a very deep conversation. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts on this week. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. 
Pizza Hut, bumper cars, shot put, paper mache, Budweiser. Please be smart, be kind, be safe. Make sure you eat all of your meals this weekend and have yourselves a very happy Easter. The Lord is risen indeed. He is risen. And Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.